0: Law Radio.
2: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Consumer's Law Journal on Law Talk Radio. This is your host, Nick Augustine, the Law Publicist. This show is brought to you by Law Publicist Communications, a legal marketing and public relations agency. The production of Law Talk Radio is funded by our sponsor donations and advertising. We work hard to bring you new and pragmatic content on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock Central. I'm your host today. I'm Nick Augustine and the principal of Law Publicist Communications. I earned the nickname the Law Publicist for my efforts in legal marketing and public relations. I'm an alumni of Marquette University and the John Marshall Law School, where I was recently appointed to the Alumni Association Board of Directors. I'm also a weekly columnist for the Law Bulletin Publishing Company and contribute content and programming, and also serve on committees for the ABA Law Practice Management section. More information about me, if you so choose, find it on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn and search for John Nicholas Augustine, you'll find all sorts of uh, wonderful information, if you so choose. Uh, Referrals are always great. We've got our friend Jim Thompson on the line uh, from the Get Clients Now program and lawyers marketing resource. How are you today, Jim?
1: Nick, I am doing wonderful. With the sun out, everything's fine. Just just in a great mood
2: today. Well good. Well we're going to talk all about how to find a lawyer, when to find a lawyer. Um, things you should know, different sites and tools. This show is aimed at people who are looking to hire legal counsel who don't know where to start. So we want to welcome our callers this afternoon. We have a great show. Our programming, is always, is neutral and objective. Your counterpoints are always welcome. Telephone number to dial in, 917-889-9732. Option 1 for the caller queue. Telephone number, again, is 917-889-9732. By way of short disclaimer, this is a general information program. The advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse the opinions expressed by guests, and all callers have their right to remain confidential, and rights as broadcast are reserved. A quick message about some upcoming events before we dive into our subject matter today. First, coming from the Chicago Lawyer Magazine's Off the Pages series, there is an event called Taking Care of Business, which will be held this coming September 20th, 2011. There are three panels of interest. They are number one how to grow your book of business in a challenging economy. Number two building a relationship with your in house lawyers. Number three motivating and keeping young talent. The panelists presenting at this event are top attorneys and executives with valuable insight. This event will be held from 7.30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club in Chicago. For early bird registration and more information, please dial Olivia Clark for more information at 312-644-4033, or you can contact Olivia by email at O-C-L-A-R-K-E at LBPC.com. MCLE credit is pending, and this event is also has sponsor opportunities which are available. Now, there is an additional Off the Pages series from Chicago Lawyer Magazine coming up the following month, uh, October 18th. 2011. That one's titled, Taking Diversity Seriously, where the two panels will be, number one, being a woman in this legal industry, how do you navigate the challenging waters, and number two, a detailed look at diversity statistics. In addition, Chicago Lawyer presents keynote speaker Aaron Reeves of NextGens, which is spelled N-E-X-T-I-O-N-S. Reeves is a Chicago Lawyer columnist and diversity expert who will present, quote, a status report on diversity, end quote. This event will also take place from 7:30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club in Chicago. Contact Olivia Clark at Law Bulletin for more information, 312-644-4033. Now, for today's subject matter, unless you frequently employ legal services, you likely have a few questions about how, when, and where to hire a lawyer. What should you expect next after you decide who to hire? well we're going to talk about different practice areas and take a look at some reasons you would benefit from experienced counsel there are great many tools out there for researching and finding lawyers best suited for your needs also location can be a relevant component when you select an attorney we will consider several different scenarios in attorney selection and next the conversation will turn to the engagement process where we will have a chance to set some expectations at the beginning of representation so To get started, I'm going to just sort of give you the breakdown of the four segments. So first, in the first uh, segment, we're going to continue talking about when you should hire a lawyer. Second segment, we're going to talk about how you can find a lawyer with great tools. Third segment, we'll talk about where you should hire your lawyer and what considerations might apply. And then in our fourth segment, we'll talk about what steps might be next. So uh, moving forward first, um, I want to talk a little bit about when – uh, people are looking for a lawyer and when people can uh, think that they could do things on their own. Um, and I'll ask Jim for his comments, but I'm going to first lead with the suggestion that several years ago, I talked to a family law attorney in another state, and she said that at the time, 80% of the filings were pro se. In recent years, pro se night courts have popped up at different locations around the Chicagoland area, Uh, one in DuPage comes to mind and where uh, the pro se litigants attend night court and there are attorneys there to help them write the orders. Well, those pro se litigants may or may not know their rights under the law, and if they don't get it right the first time, they're likely going to come back. Um, A couple other uh, areas where you really want to uh, hire an attorney is contracts. Uh, Anything involving a contract you think is is self-explanatory and pretty straightforward. But again and again, clients have problems when there are elements – in contracts that are unfair or biased towards one side and the party signing and entering into an agreement without the advice of counsel might be biting off more than they can chew. One more and then I'll let Jim uh, toss in his two cents. Jim is a, a retired, uh, child. He had life well, a, a lifetime of working as a trial lawyer as far as a, a lawyer's life would go. Um, so I'm going to ask him his thoughts but uh, quickly I'll, I'll toss out immigration. Uh, Immigration is another area where there may be intersections with other uh, practice areas such as criminal law that you might otherwise not be aware of, where there seem to be a lot of forms online and instructional materials on how to uh, conduct certain affairs in certain legal practice areas. There's absolutely no substitute for an experienced practitioner. Jim, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, one of the things, I think you almost have to divide looking for a lawyer or when do you get a lawyer into kind of two categories. Um, one is obviously the preventative side. Uh, and quite frankly, a number of people who have never dealt with the legal process or dealt with a lawyer, they they don't know how to go about even preventing some of the problems that they might have. Um, and the other side obviously is, is the emergency side or the side where they've just been served with divorce papers, they've just been served with a, a lawsuit or they get a traffic ticket or something of that nature their one of their children uh, ends up getting arrested or they may have even been arrested. So there's kind of two different areas there and obviously from a when standpoint, The more people, and and this is becoming more and more prevalent with regard to what's going on, I think, with uh, the Internet and and things of that nature, people uh, are starting to look more for um, pre-legal help, if you will, uh, Uh than they ever did before. They're looking on the Internet for, um, let's hypothetically say they're going to form a corporation. Um, they may do some of their own research, go to the Secretary of State or even some of these websites uh, where where they give you free legal advice. And, and, of course, quite frankly, the advice you get that's free is, is sometimes worth what you pay for it. But also it gives you a start on to some of the questions you might want to ask a lawyer. Right. So um, the, that's the preventative side. I know when I was practicing law, one of the things, and, and I'd have clients that would come in and let's hypothetically say they just got sued and, and we, because they signed a contract where uh, they never brought it to a lawyer, myself or someone else, before they signed it, they get in a lot of trouble. And you mentioned, quite frankly, I think one of the big areas where people get in, in, into problems is in the signing of contracts because uh, those contracts are drafted, especially uh, when you go into a, a, a lease or anything where it's been pre-drafted. That contract is totally drawn in favor of the person who's presenting you the contract. So uh, you're giving up quite a number of rights. So you obviously have to have somebody look at it. But the bottom line is, once they come in and uh, they, they they go through the first process of okay, you didn't sign the contract, you didn't come in and talk to us before you signed the contract, you got in trouble. It just cost you X number of dollars. Uh, now here's what I'd like you to do. Uh, you 've just spent say five or ten thousand dollars with me, and you know I, and I used to every once in a while, depending on the client, I just sit down and say, "You know you just went through this whole process, but you know i don 't want you to come back when you when you 're going to sign a contract again because i 'm going to charge you probably two hundred dollars maybe three hundred or four hundred dollars depending on the length of the contract and the complexity to go over the contract and tell you what your rights are. But I really don't want you to do that because I'm gonna make a heck of a lot more money when you don't read the or don't bring the contract to me and you get sued again and they'd look at me like, Do you really mean that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no, the same, I don't, but did I just did I just make my point? Well it's and, the same, you know, it's, sometimes it's that's true. what you have to do. Yeah. Right. And, and, and and some clients would listen. And other clients would end up, you know, doing the same thing, and they'd they'd come back to you. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, and we'll talk probably more about this when when an event happens that you've got to search for a lawyer quickly. Uh, the, the 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 areas that I mentioned where you get served with divorce papers, or you get served with a lawsuit, or you get served with a foreclosure notice, or or something that just comes. Um, I don't want to say unexpectedly because a lot of times we know it's going to happen, but. Uh, you, you don't have that much time uh, to think about, if you will, what right. you need to be doing. You don't have that pre planning period. Right. So, right. Uh, right. W- w- but my my suggestion is if you, uh, and, and uh, this, this is, I, I know people don't go to lawyers because they think it's going to cost them a ton of money. Believe me, there are lawyers out there that will listen to your question without charging you, and then you can find out whether or not you have a problem, call a lawyer up. Uh, Whenever you think there might be something that you could use a lawyer to intercede for you, call a lawyer and find out if he's going to charge you. If he's going to charge you, call another lawyer. You know, there's lawyers out there that will talk to you for five or ten minutes to find out even if you have a case. And there's a lot of ethical lawyers out there that will tell you straight up, you know, no, you don't need to come in right now, but you know kind of kind of just sit back and watch what's going on or yeah you can come in and see me this is what i'm going to charge you or you know make a couple other phone calls to people That type right.
2: Of thing. right one other thing i'd like to add in there is right now i am talking to a lot of people who um seem to you know there's a there's a need out there to get another set of eyes on on things and let's say your um, let's say you're building an addition to your house and you've got an agreement that you want someone to look at, or you're you're a small business. What well, is a better one? Let's say you're a small business and you're looking at um, uh, going to some cloud computing, and you have cloud computing software that you're not sure if you're running into um, you're not running into hot water with. Well, I mean, let's even say this. Let's say you're a lawyer and you practice family law, and you're looking at getting cloud computing software, and the agreement has things in there you're not sure if that flies with you know current ethical um, standards or malpractice standards within your policy so you may go to uh, you know software lawyer we just had uh, mark harris on this we were just talking about this last week Um, you know that's an appropriate time for one to go to another and just uh, even though you're only hiring the person for a limited amount of consulting time I think there are many more people out there now who would much rather have someone come in uh, you know, you have my brain for an entire two hours. Let's sit down and talk about everything, and then the client wants to do it themselves. That's fine with a lot of folks um, who can handle some of it on their own. But still, I mean, even if it's just going to be a smaller engagement like that, go find and pay the money, hire a lawyer, get the things done up front. Um, and intellectual property is another one. We've had several IP attorneys, and you're talking about uh, marketing and branding companies who go find wonderful slogans and then find the clients in hot water when they get sued um, for or misrepresentation or, uh, of you know, a false light, one of those torts along those lines, because they didn't do a, a search first and they didn't check and find out. Um, I guess state planning, let's talk about that for a second. We had a, a guest on a radio show who was talking about uh, bankruptcy and how – if you, you know If you are savvy with your estate planning, you know that your 401k is something that the bankruptcy courts couldn't touch. Well, um Joe Michelotti was our, our friend on the show talking about bankruptcy, and he said that there were clients who were coming into his office, and creditors are telling them, "Hey, you know why don't you tap into your 401k and pay off this debt?" instead of you know instead of filing for bankruptcy, well there 's people out there who don 't know any better and went out and did it and you know that 's retirement money that otherwise the bankruptcy court couldn 't have touched
1: yeah and and I think one of the the key things that people have to look at is to hire a lawyer to do certain things for you is certainly going to be a lot cheaper in the long run than sitting back and doing nothing your Your example uh the four oh one K is perfect. I've seen that happen too. Somebody goes out and these creditors selling that turn in their four oh one K then it'll repay additional income tax. Oh. But they completely deplete the four oh one K and they could have saved it because it's, it's not horrible. subject to Yeah, it's not subject to... it's it's uh, uh, under bankruptcy uh creditors can't get at it. Yeah. But they've depleted it and now they're, you know, really hurt
2: yeah a message real quick before i go to our first set of breaks to the general public listening out there even attorneys who practice in certain areas do not know you know left from right in another practice area necessarily if you're not experienced in one uh you just aren't going to know so there are even attorneys out there who will go to uh, the resource blogs that other people publish, and uh, you know it, it looks like it 's a pretty straightforward matter, and they can handle that uh, that case but invariably there 's something that pops up that only comes up with experience you 're not going to find a continuing legal education booklet or you 're not going to find a book that it has all the a list of all the things the bad things that can happen in a case or or you know in litigation or if it 's transactional matter, these things only come from years of experience so even if it 's only another set of eyes to take a look at something just to see if anything jumps off the page, you are so better ahead to go and hire an attorney and have something you know, have someone take a look at something. Um, You know, if you're going to do some of the things yourself, again, some people might be fine with that. I'll make the suggestion that it's just like insurance. You wouldn't drive your car uh, down the expressway without insurance. You wouldn't uh, get rid of your homeowner's insurance, you know, forbid something might happen. So why would you enter into a transaction where you expose yourself to liability, you know, as much or more as... Yeah, anything else that we do in life without being protected and covered. So, again, it's I know that there are a lot of resources out there. There are all sorts of companies who you can – you know, and our friend at LegalZoom are on the program, and I think LegalZoom has a good product. But I think you should also get the advice of a lawyer and find out what it is that you are entering into and what it is that you're doing because you may not know things operating in the background. So we're going to pause now. So we talked a little bit about when you should hire a lawyer, and it pretty much comes up. Um, You know, anytime that you have something that involves, uh, you know, your legal liability, exposure, a contract, uh, a lifetime changing event. So even my suggestion overall, the gestalt of this first 15 minutes here is even if you don't hire a lawyer for a large project – Ask someone for two hours or an hour or a half an hour of their time, and just get the knowledge and get the advice and find out where you're going. So we're going to pause now for our first set of breaks, and we're kind of going to pack in our second segment. We're going to talk more about how to find great lawyers, and we're going to talk about different tools and things that you should use. But again, with a caveat, take um, you know use several different tools, but don't rely on on any one of them independently. Our first commercial sponsor message comes from the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Do your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another person's intellectual property rights? Or another company's for that matter? You should find out. Chicago land attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity but guard against trademark infringement, Call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme at 708-444-7900. That telephone number again is 708-444-7900. You can also visit nkdlaw.com for more information. Our second sponsor is Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated. If you haven't yet met Mary Erlane, you should listen up because she'll help you make more money. Mary is well-known all over Chicagoland for her executive coaching and unique abilities in helping people connecting the dots and removing barriers to business goals. Mary is the president of Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, and these renowned coaching and consulting services are available to businesses, associations, organizations, and teams to bring about measurable results. Call Mary today at 630-768-1422. Telephone number again is 630-768-1422. You can also visit them online at peakmsi.com, which is P-E-A-K-M-S-I dot com. And our third commercial sponsor is your very own Law Publicist Communications. Law Publicist Communications is a legal marketing and public relations agency serving Chicagoland lawyers and business professionals. Many people hire us. To write their marketing material, blogs, and to promote their manage promote manage and promote their webinars and events. We really are a full service agency, and you'd be surprised how many ways we can help you. Give us a call today at three one two eight five four seven one four nine to see how we can help you. That telephone number again is three one two eight five four. Seven one four nine. Now, if you do have a guest suggestion for Law Talk Radio broadcast, please drop us a note on our website or our Facebook page. You can simply go onto Facebook and search for Law Talk Radio, and you will find us. Now, back to our program. We're talking about how and when to hire and find a lawyer. And uh, in our second segment here, we're going to talk about great tools. And I'm going to uh, rattle off a list here. So get your uh, pen and pencil, and we'll talk about these a little in depth. But uh, first one is lawyer websites. Again, if you search in Google for uh, the town you live in and the subject matter of of what you're looking for a lawyer, you will uh, invariably find so many lawyer websites that you can look at. Um, Second is listing services. There are several uh, online services that you may – it may look like a law firm, but it's actually a website that is a listing service. Um, A a tale of caution there – Um, Just because a lawyer is listed on that site does not mean that it is uh, that he that attorney is the best attorney around. Um, many people are listed on some of these sites just by nature of having a license to practice law. Um, avo is one that i i 'll bring up the avo site you may find a lawyer who doesn 't even uh, know that they 're on that avo site, but uh, the people who run that company buy those buy that information as a matter of public record uh, so there may be a site a listing for a lawyer who doesn 't even know it 's there so if it looks like the person didn 't fill it out or didn 't care um, you know that 's something to pay attention to. Um, Another Yelp, uh, you'd be surprised how many people are going to Yelp and putting their recommendations for other people. Again, um Not everyone uh, pays attention to Yelp or their Google reviews sometimes, but if you can find testimonials of what people have to say about their experience working with that lawyer or that firm, it's an excellent place to go. Another place, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an excellent resource to find attorneys. If you are not already connected to that person, you'd be surprised how many lawyers you may be connected to. Through others on your LinkedIn, um, you know. Equally, if I were to look for physicians, all my LinkedIn people are mostly lawyers and judges. Well, I'm sure if I look for uh, physicians or pediatricians, I'd probably find some who are friends with people I already know. So again, use LinkedIn to find those people. Now, ARDC is another good place. The ARDC is the Attorney Registration and Disciplinary Commission here in Illinois, and they will publish reports of discipline. So if you're looking at an attorney, you found a listing or a website, the person. Looks good. They have a valuable blog with full of information. Looks like a nice person, um, but you go to their a- ARDC and ask them, and there are uh, 50 bar complaints. The person was suspended. You know, was barely hanging on by a thread, um, you know, and who knows why or what the situation is, but that's something that you might want to know before you make a decision to hire. Now, next, bar referral centers. Don't be afraid to call the bar associations and ask who is the best lawyer in XYZ practice area. So say it's estate planning. You call up uh, the Chicago Bar Association or the DuPage or Lake, wherever you are, and say, I want to know the best lawyer in uh, estate planning. You may go to that lawyer and that lawyer may say, I'm the best lawyer. And you say, well, you know, best lawyer, I have just a really simple thing, and I don't really need the best lawyer. Can you refer me to a good or better lawyer? Um, and maybe they have a younger associate there who can help you. Uh, but don't hesitate to shop around and ask for the best first and see what they have to say. Uh, another thing that I'm going to mention, and then I'll turn it over for Jim's comments, is uh, association participation. I know in immigration uh, practice area, there are immigration lawyers i know who absolutely refuse to co-counsel and work with other immigration attorneys unless they are part of the and i can't think of it off the top of my head but it's um... One of the National Immigration Attorney Associations. So, you know that that being similar to the bar associations, where uh, attorneys are getting their information to stay up to date on their practice areas, um, you are much better off finding someone who's active in their bar association, who may be uh, abreast of legal updates and changes in the law that other lawyers who don't attend those uh, things might be in the dark. So, um, those are my list. Again, lawyer websites, listing services internet reviews like Yelp or Google, LinkedIn, ARDC, bar referral centers, and participation in key associations. Jim, do you think I nailed a lot of that?
1: Yeah, I think you did, uh, Nick. And I think one of the, the key words, though, that that a consumer needs to be aware of is research. And by that I mean research the lawyers uh, and like a number of the places you mentioned, websites, things of that nature. In in this age of social media and internet and everything, it is a lot easier, obviously, to to search for lawyers, to find out about lawyers, to do background checks on lawyers. Um, the um, a couple of things you hadn't mentioned. And I think if you're in a business and and you belong to some type of business association or maybe in your chamber of commerce, um, ask around depending on the type of problem you have, ask around. There's probably people that in a business situation have used lawyers and, and different things depending on what your particular problem is. I know, quite frankly, if you're charged with some type of criminal act or something like that, obviously you're probably not going to ask your friends and neighbors about um, about that. But ask, ask people that... Uh, uh, you may know who have been through different uh, situations. We all, uh, Divorce is so prevalent these days. We all know people pretty much that have been divorced. If you're in that situation, you might want to ask uh, some of your friends uh, or business associates if you know they've been divorced, who did they use, what do they think of their lawyer, um, that type of thing. One of the things that's really coming into play, which is good and which is bad, is a lot of lawyers are going to using video on their websites. And it's it's good in, in, in a lot of respects because you, as a consumer, get to see what that lawyer looks like uh, and, and how he acts and his personality through video. Uh, and most lawyers, if they're doing decent videos, will have on their websites Uh, frequently asked questions where the lawyer will take a minute, minute and a half to answer some of those questions that are asked. Uh, For instance, if it's a divorce or domestic relations lawyer, he may talk about uh, what you can expect with regard to alimony, what you can expect with regard to child support, what you can expect with regard to child custody. They'll have a number of these short little videos where you can go look at and And it does two things, quite frankly. It educates you as to questions that need to be asked or answered, and also it gives you the opportunity to kind of make a bond, if you will, with that lawyer. Uh, It's one of the neat things that's happened is that, from a lawyer standpoint too, they can draw in clients because people get to see what their personality is, what they're like. And it's a two way street. If you you as a consumer are going through looking at the yellow pages, and if you look at the yellow pages right now, you could go through the yellow pages and pretty much every lawyer says almost the exact same thing on every yellow page ad. So you don't know whether that lawyer has a personality or not. It's kinda of like choosing a doctor. Uh, You know, when when you're choosing a doctor, you don't know whether that doctor graduated number one or number 400 in his medical school class. You're looking at personality. You're looking at your your gut feeling and how you feel in the presence of that particular lawyer. So that's why you need to ask that question. You have all these tools out there to research and to find out before you even actually go in and, and talk to that lawyer or a lawyer that you want to talk about. Um, in, in the next section, I guess we're going to talk about uh, how to we'll actually talk to about a lawyer and, and, and the fees and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So we'll, I'll hold off on that. But again, uh, take advantage of everything that's out there. Talk to your friends. Talk to your business associates. Go on the computer. Uh, as, as Nick said, take a look at uh, if, if you see somebody that you think you might like, check them out under the ARDC. Uh, check them out uh, on, on some of the other websites. I can't think of some, but there's some where people report uh, good experiences and bad experiences they've had with lawyers. And, and wow.
2: you know, Start doing that research. Well, and, and the to add the word sucks to anything is really kind of interesting. There are so many um mm-hmm. dot sucks websites out there. Um mm-hmm. you know, people dissatisfied with a product or service um can easily create uh, blogs and other things. Um you know, you know causing other people to, you know, be cautious of using a product or service. And it's really easy to just hunt around online. Just you know, maybe it's not going to be on the first page. I suggest this: when you're looking for a lawyer, let's say you find the person, Google their name uh, in quotes and go through the first page. Scroll through. It's probably a lot of their own marketing and advertising. Click to the next page. Click to. The, you might. You never know what. You, no one ever goes to the third or the fourth page on Google or Bing or the search engine. i suggest go to the first five pages. Um, because mm-hmm. you might also find because what you might you know, not, I'm not saying that you're looking for a you know a Jim Thompson sucks as a lawyer website but you may find that on page four there's a Jim Thompson was just nominated for something wonderful or an award um, you know something you might not going to jump off the page so again take your time I mean this is your life you're dealing with this is your money this is your family this is your house. Take your time and do a good job. So we're going to pause now for our uh, next set of commercial breaks. And our first sponsor is uh, his very own on our call today, Jim Thompson, and the Get Clients Now program. If you need more clients, there's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach you need to talk to. His name is Jim Thompson, and his program is called Get Clients Now. They'll help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time on techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Please visit a website, lawyersmarketingresource.com, to find out more about Jim Thompson and the Get Clients Now program, as well as the testimonials of what other people are saying. You can also get in touch with Jim today by emailing him at J-E-T, that's J-E-T, like jet, at MidwestConsultants.net. That's plural, MidwestConsultants.net, so J-E-T at Midwest Consultants.net. All right, and our uh, next commercial sponsor is credit damage expert George Finder. George wants you to know that your credit score is a valuable asset. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score by learning to incorporate credit damage questions into the intake process you and your staff will learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's Credit Damage Analysis Services. He's available nationwide for credit damage expert consulting and damage-to-credit reputation. You can find more information at creditdamageexpert.com. Again, creditdamageexpert.com. Learn more about George Finder and his expert services. And finally, Pleading Drafter Brand Services. Is your office disorganized? And are you staring at the headaches that only another lawyer would understand? Well, you can count on pleading drafter brand services to help you get your office in order. Many people hire us to help get the billing done, manage client files, make sense of technology, and, of course, legal research, writing, and filing. We really are a full-service agency with a law student and attorney staff ready to help you. Please call Nick at 312-854-7149 to find out how we can help. Again, that number, 312-854-7149. Now, as we get back to our program, we want to remind our listeners to share these broadcast links in your social networks. Many people find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages. We have done countless shows, had some 20,000 people listen to these things because people share the links. So that's how social networking works. We appreciate your participation. Now, moving on to how and when to find and hire a lawyer. We're going to talk a little bit about where. Now, I'm going to run down this list and then ask Jim from his uh, experience and uh, years of experience what he has to think about what I say. Maybe I'm full of it, but I think that I have a good idea here. Number one. (laughs) City versus the suburbs. (laughs) City versus the suburbs. You are going to have a different experience where you find your attorney. Now – First of all, if you're in – I'm using Chicagoland as an example here. If your case is downtown at the Daily Center, you probably are better off finding a lawyer who's right there at the near the Daily Center who can run back and forth to court pretty easily. Um, but if you're in the suburbs and your case is in the suburbs, that makes sense to find someone local where you are. Here's why. Number one, the local attorneys in their own area are going to know the judges best and are likely to also know the other attorneys best. And it's not that they're going to be able to garner – favor unnecessarily inappropriately, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that they will know how the process works um, better than someone who's from out of town. So again, I see this all the time with Dupage lawyers going into the Daily Center and vice versa. Um, there's differences in trial practice and the court calendar, how things work, and you're best off finding someone who practices routinely in that area. Now, again, across the street from the court or in your neighborhood. Well, if I'm in, I'm going to go back to Dupage in my in my example here. Let's say that you're in. Let's pick, let's pick Elmhurst. Um, you're, you're living in Elmhurst, and your case is in DuPage County. What are you going to do? Are you going to hire another lawyer in Elmhurst, or are you going to hire someone who's across the street from the court? Well, that depends. Is your case a personal injury case where they need to go to court all the time? Probably not going to court all the time. It's a PI case. But if it's a family law case your lawyer maybe back and forth back and forth back and forth i mean we know that that's how it works uh oftentimes anyone who's gone through a divorce knows how many times they've gotten a bill for a lawyer being in court get one across the street it makes sense um you know no offense to uh, people who are you know practicing in family law who aren't right by the courthouse but again um having been on you know when i worked at uh i worked at a at a firm in Lombard that was a satellite office of of a downtown uh, or a Cook County firm it was actually in Oak Park. And that was the key complaint of clients was, why am I getting paid, uh, you know, charged for going back and forth to court? Um, The clients over and over wanted someone who was nearby. And that office did their part to try to find offices that were located closer to the courthouse. So it makes sense. Now, if the person's in your own neighborhood, um, there's another element there. If you see your same lawyer at, you know, at church or at school or this or that place, you're going to run into this person time and time again. They're not an anonymous person to you. They're likely to want to do a good job for you so that you'll refer other clients to them and say, what a great lawyer. They were likely, if they do a bad job, you will also say that. So if someone's in the same town, that's something to think about. Now, um, so that's kind of where. Another part of where to consider is big firm or small firm. I will submit to you, there is a huge misconception that the bigger a law firm is, the better results they can achieve. I will say that is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Hey, Jim, are you there? I am here. I am here. <laughs> we're having fun today. I guess, today. <laughs> I guess which,
1: you were you were going to talk about the large firms versus the small
2: firms, and the large firms knocked you off the air. huh? I guess, apparently. <laughs> and then I talked about conspiracy for a second, which really, did you continue uh, talking? Uh,
1: well, no, I just sat here in, in, in silence. Um, I actually went and called in again, because I thought maybe it was me, but uh then i just sat here in silence contemplating
2: how nice <laughs> it is <not> outside it is nice outside i'm inside Try to It's it's always fun to use new equipment we there's a new um there's the, again there's this new what do they call it? it's not even the switchboard anymore it's called my studio and um i must have hit something wrong and um must have killed my call here, and thought I was thought I was back. But anyways, um, I was talking, and I guess what I'll do. See, here's why: when we share these episodes, you can share them and say there was a technical glitch from uh, you know 32 minutes to you know 35 minutes. So please skip ahead, <laughs> right? Um, okay. At any rate, what I was just I was just finishing up talking about big firms and small firms. Um, and the big firms, I guess, must have kicked me off, but again, I will submit to you that smaller firms sometimes are able to go toe-to-toe with larger law firms. You're getting lawyers at at a more reasonable rate. If you find a smaller practice, you may find people who used to work at one of those large law firms, and they know what they're talking about, and but they're just not at the not at the big firm anymore. I think a lot of big firms are great if you need a team of lawyers to research several uh novel legal issues or if you're a business and you need the um the fight power and the credentials of a large law firm if you're going toe to toe with someone else with a big law firm. Um you know and that is what happens, but again, I know people who have gone against You know, smaller law firms who fought against large law firms and they win, you know, time and time again because reality the little firm can uh, run circles around the big firm where there's too many people um, with their hands on the file and not everyone knows everything about the case and the scheduling problems, just the Think of large law firms as a big corporation. The big corporation can't move that quickly, um, and you can't always get a hold of someone. Where a smaller law firm, that attorney who's representing you might actually be the one who's answering the phone, too. Um, Jim, you had any thoughts on uh, choice of location, city versus suburb? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah sure.
1: All and, this. And, and I'll cover a couple of things you mentioned. And I think yeah. one of the big things is uh, where your case is going to be. If it's a litigation type thing and your attorney's in court a lot, uh, they can eat up you know, thousands of dollars in fees just going back and forth through our status conferences. So if you uh, know that you're going to be, say, in court in downtown Chicago, you certainly don't want a lawyer in the suburbs who's driving an hour and a half downtown and an hour and a half back billing you for that, for sitting in his car listening to the radio. Um, The other thing is, quite frankly, if you want a lawyer in the suburbs, make sure that you're talking to that lawyer about his travel time. Make a deal with him or else go find another lawyer. Uh, You know, if they're sitting in, in a car... Uh, listening to the radio, they shouldn't be billing you $300 an hour. I realize it's time they're out of the office, but there's got to be some kind of concession. You might want to look for, if you really are, uh, been on a lawyer in in the suburbs, and and, in your case maybe in downtown Chicago or one of the other areas, you might look to see if they have a satellite office with uh, staff by younger lawyers who can... For lack of a better term, answer calendar calls or do, you know, the the minor things, and you're not being charged three hundred dollars an hour to sit in the car. Uh, I think that's really important. Uh, you brought up the the fact that uh, of having lawyers in a uh, specific jurisdiction that know the judges, know the know the workings of the courts. Obviously, knowing the judges may or may not get you a little favoritism, depending on how you get along with that particular judge. But what it really does is that each court has their own little quirks, their own little filing deadlines, their own little this, their own little that. And if you hire a lawyer in one jurisdiction and he has to go into another jurisdiction, uh, he may be going in there blind, quite frankly. Hopefully that Uh lawyer will make sure that they, they get everything right and they call the clerk and they call uh, the secretaries and they find out all these things. But there's sometimes a lawyer just go in there and all of a sudden get blindsided because he didn't realize that uh, he was supposed to file an answer to a motion within 20 days, and he thought it was 28 days. So, I mean, there, there's all kinds of crazy things that happen. So uh, that's one of the reasons uh, that you want to have a lawyer. And, 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 of course, if you're in a PI case, a personal injury case or some type of case like that, Lawyers know uh, from trying cases in that jurisdiction how people react. They may even know people on the jury, which may be a good thing, may be a bad thing, again, but they are in that area, and different areas uh, have different quirks. You might find that uh, your cases in southern Illinois Obviously, you wouldn't want a lawyer here in Northern District of, or up in the Northern District of Illinois going down to try a case down in one of the counties, say, down on the other side of St. Louis in Illinois, because things are entirely different down there. Jurors are entirely different down there. Uh, that's why you'll see a lot of times if your case has to go down there even if you have a lawyer here, he's going to associate counsel down there yep. to, to help him with the local aspects of it. Um, you, and I didn't hear what you basically said about big firms and small firms, but I totally agree. Sometimes smaller firms can run circles around bigger firms. Uh, they are quicker to react. Um, and a lot of times smaller firms are going to uh, – Try to make a name for themselves, if you will. Yeah. As opposed, you got this big old law firm downtown. They've been around for 150 years, and you know they're well known. Nobody's going to, you know, knock them off their, their block, if you will. But you get some, you know, young, uh, young or smaller law firm um, out in an area that wants to make a name for themselves. They may work twice as hard for you. So don't just automatically assume that going to a big law firm is going to to get you. Uh, justice if you will and i know that's hey. a, a nebulous term but quite frankly that just doesn't always happen and a lot of times you're going to find that the big law firms um are are expert at one particular thing and that one particular thing is billing they have the billing down pat and <laughs> they're not <laughs> going to cut you any slack because you know here's a junior associate that has a senior partner looking over his shoulder
2: can i tell uh, you a story be, about
1: that <laughs> oh, I bet you could tell thousands of. Them. Okay. No,
2: this is a good one. Okay, an attorney, an attorney, an attorney told me one time, uh, the person, this person worked at one of the top firms, one of the biggest firms here in the city, one of the biggest firms in the world, in fact, and um, never, never, ever had someone complain about the bill, except one time a client called and said, "You charged me uh, a point two five for a phone call," and on this day, and I don't think that that happened, and the lawyer said, "Okay, well, here's what I can do." I can go and look at my records, but I will need to call one of the billing people, have them, haul it up here, because I don't have those records anymore, and I'll have to review it, and I'll have to review this, and, and I'll have to send you a bill to review, <laughs> yeah. you know, to review, because, again, like this, and believe me, this person, it was not their discretion. They can't just discretionarily no, no charge things. They don't have that authority. So they'll someone's going to have to get a bill for it, because they're, they're those that attorney was accountable for the time. So, again... Um, you know you're dealing with uh, you know think of a big law firm like a big corporation and if you think in those terms um, you know again if you're a big corporation you're probably going to want to hire a big law firm but if you're uh, you know Main Street a person dealing with Main Street issues um, find Main Street Law Firm so we're going to jump ahead uh, over the practice management tips for today I'm just going to tell you real quickly Law Bulletin Publishing Company and ABA Web Publishing have several great titles Um, Just because of our glitch here, I don't have them uh, in front of me today. But I will tell you, Law Bulletin Publishing Company has the Attorneys in Transition uh, service. And Attorneys in Transition was originally started as a Lunch and Learn. Um, I was lucky enough to participate in that Lunch and Learn series and was then offered the opportunity to write for Law Bulletin Publishing. I'm one of the weekly advice columnists published in the Attorneys in Transition site. And just as today, uh, I published an article about what good clients go back. Um, and it's it's really the attorneys in transition site is full of experiences from lawyers all over the place who chime in on different things that help attorneys in transition so it's a good site check it out attorneys in com. and now back to our, our discussion today we're going to round out this talk today with some next steps so after you've decided you do need to hire a lawyer for your matter, you've found some great tools to search and find your lawyer, you've looked through the city and the suburbs where to hire the lawyer. Now you've narrowed it down. Well, the things you want to do are I'm going to give you a list here, so again get the pen and paper. Um then we'll talk about these. Number 1, negotiate, but do not pick at the engagement agreement. Um if you start picking at the engagement agreement saying, well, what are you going to charge me for? Well, what if I just call you and if it's two minutes, will you charge me 15 minutes? Uh, you know, attorneys are going to get a red flag that you're probably going to be you know, scoping over the bill with a fine-tooth comb. Um, you might, you might, I mean, you're setting yourself up for, uh, you know, ba- a bad time. So negotiate, but be reasonable with the engagement agreement. I mean, it's the contract between you and the lawyer that sets out who's going to do what and what they're liable to do. So, uh, secondly, ask for periodic invoices. There is, you know, lawyers that get very busy working for their clients and don't always have the time to bill the clients. And I will tell you, it's very true. The, you know, you ask for an invoice if the if the lawyer has not kept up with routine invoices to send to clients it may take them a time to sit down, go through emails, go through the pleadings, things that have been done, and render you an invoice. But if you ask for those periodically, you know, hey, Bob, the lawyer, send me an invoice. Just want to know where things are. It does two things. Number one, it gives you an idea of how much you've spent and how much you have left or how much more you need to anticipate, so there's no surprises. The second thing is when the lawyer goes through and puts together the bill, they're going to go through and remember everything they've done so far. They're going to remember the things that they still want to do and need to do, And it's sort of going through like a 30,000-foot view of the representation. It's just a good thing for everyone. It keeps everyone on the same page. Next, keep in touch with your lawyer. Call them. Find out what's going on. And you know what? They're not likely always going to be able to call you back same day. So here's a good thing to do. Send them an email. Say, Dear Bob... Just wanted to know how things are going. I know you're busy, or you know you don't even have to say that. But um, just hi, how are you? What's the status? Uh, just want to be in touch. I'll call you in a few days if I haven't heard from you. That way the lawyer knows. Oh, someone's going to call. I better respond to this email quickly, or they can delegate it to someone else. Hey, um, you know it's a paralegal. Please, please call uh, John and tell him that uh, we still need discovery responses from the other side. I'll call him next week. Good. The lawyer, you know, the client just wants to know that. You know, um, so. And if so, if you just are very short now, if you send your lawyer a long rambling email, it's going to be more difficult. So, um, and then also the last thing I want to say is reasonable time expectations. You, the, the lawyers have many cases and many things going on, including their pro bono and a charity and other work. So you you never know. Um, you know, what What? Who, what else is on their plate? They may be at trial. Um, you know, when when people are going through trial, the rest of the practice sort of gets put on hold, and you may not hear from that person for a while. So just be sensitive to those things. But, again, those are things to talk at at the outset of representation. So I've said my piece, Jim. We have four minutes and 30 seconds left. What do you think?
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, let me go back and, and touch one thing, and that, this gets into when you're going and talking to lawyers. Um make sure that you have just as much right to sit down with a lawyer face to face and get a gut feeling if a lawyer is going to charge you or going in and meeting with them and just kind of basically uh getting to know each other getting to know what your case is giving you an overview find another lawyer um quite frankly uh, there's lawyers out there, and probably some of your better lawyers will not charge you initially to come in for a 15, 20, 30-minute consultation, and uh, if a lawyer wants to charge you uh, for an initial consultation, I think I'd turn around and go find another lawyer. I know lawyers will probably hate me for saying that, but, um, you know, how do you know what you're going to even like the guy How do you know or woman? How do you know if you're even going to be compatible? So, You've got to get to know them, and not even for the legal advice as much as whether you feel comfortable with them. Uh, Jim,
2: can, I, can I just jump in there? I, now, But that's what Jim's talking about, I think, is more for if you're going to hire someone to represent you in a longer, protracted thing. If you're just calling, if you just want to sit down and pick someone's brain for advice on how to handle something or, or whatnot, then you might be you know a good person to pay them for their time. But otherwise, if it's something you're going to hire for long term, I agree with Jim.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I'm talking about if it's a divorce case, a domestic relation, a personal injury. Well, of course, that's yeah. mostly contingency. Yeah. If you just want somebody to review your contract, obviously that 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 doesn't count. I mean, your right. lawyer is going to spend his time looking at the contract and charging I Just that. want to make the that futures. distinction. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, negotiate the fee. Yeah. You know, here's something else you might want to talk about, and this is becoming um, a little more prevalent: is ask the lawyer if he'll do a case on a flat fee basis um i know that's uh, something that Nick may address later on but there's more and more lawyers are going in saying i'll charge you x dollars as opposed to an hourly fee where it can just go into the thousands of dollars so so just ask them that's something you, here's here's something that you might want to really really uh, think about get to know the office staff the secretary the paralegal treat them like you know they are Probably more important than the lawyer because in some cases yep. they might be. Uh, if, if if a secretary or a paralegal doesn't like you, um,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not even going to say. But,
2: you, if you, know, you upset if, them, if you uh, yeah. you know, Jill, get yeah. off the phone. Bob for me excuse me
1: (laughs) yeah exactly you know it's not out of character if they do something out of the ordinary for you say say that you know that they're really nice here they they really calmed you down or you're really upset you know send them a nice thank you note or even even send them flowers you will be known for doing that and you will get the extra treatment and it won't cost you an hour of the lawyer's time
2: i love Um, it jim we're gonna have to wrap up so we're gonna say goodbye thanks for calling in today
1: Okay, good. Well, listen, uh, hey, I want to talk to you a little bit later, so are you going to be free?
2: I am always free for you, Jim. I will... Expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll All be right. expensive.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, it's, right. it's,
1: it's 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 been fun. Okay, listen, have a good day. I'll talk
2: to you in a little while. All right, thanks, Jim. All right, okay. thank you also to uh, everyone to, uh, for everyone. tuning in today. We always appreciate our sponsors. Today we had, let me let me get to it here. We had the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme, Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, law publicist communication, Jim Thompson. George Finder, and Pleading Drafter Brand Services. Again, we want to thank everyone for tuning in, and Law Talk Radio episodes are broadcast to listeners worldwide, so we appreciate the opportunity to use this social networked uh, radio program to bring people together and share some collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine for the Law Law Publicist for Law Talk Radio, and as always, I thank you for your time. And apologize for any glitches with our new switchboard. We'll have everything under wraps for our next episode on the 30th. We'll see you then.
0: This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new, fabuloso lemon scent. Haptie, hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra strong with new fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>